Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Welcome Happy back New to Year Disney Channel. To oh. You. <laughs> oh. Welcome back to Disney Channel Original Groupies in 2019. Yeah, our first 2019 episode. Feel good energy. Me too. It already feels so much better. <laughs> It's so much better than whatever last episode was, which was us in a closet. Um, now, fresh off of... By the way, I'm Jackie. I'm Rebecca. Now <laughs> we're not in a closet, but Rebecca's literally phoning in from Florida. That's how committed yep. we are. Uh, so I've got a ceiling fan going. Hopefully you can't hear it through my bad microphone. Uh, lying in my uh, boobies room. Honestly, God, that is such a vibe. Yeah. Huh. What's going on with you? How was the new year? I've been, I'm doing veganuary, so like FML. What? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing people do. It is a thing people do, being vegan. The truth is, I am almost actually like normally vegan. You like kind by of are, accident yeah. Because I'm lactose intolerant and, well, gluten-free is irrelevant, but um. It's also just cheap, like TBH, like to be like eating lentils and chickpeas and like tofu, like it's cheap. So like I, I typically am, but now that I'm thinking about how I'm actually vegan the entire time, it's making me want like meat so much more than I actually would on like Whoa. a normal day. And that's what dieting is, folks. This is going to sound awful, but like I... I don't give a shit about animals. Like, I believe that farmed animals are, like, meant to be eaten. I'm just doing it for the environment. Like, that's oh, why. That's, that's like, definitely the most pressing cause for sure. Um, and, and so, like, I don't even care about animals. <laughs> I'm going to stop. You're but that's how my January having this, going. like, recorded. <laughs> you're gonna be like running for office in 10 years like for the ndp party or something and they're gonna be like jeffy says i don't give a shit about animals yeah shame well whatever shame. are we bleeping um, your last name our last names are out there right no they're not oh whoops okay we're gonna time stamp it and bleep it <laughs> <laughs> Oops. anyway okay we have some disney news to talk about this week oh my god we actually have a lot but it's like all really top qual content yeah the first um, one's an outrage i am oh outraged. my god this okay which one of y'all listeners from this podcast works for buzzfeed because there is a buzzfeed article that went up when did it go up yesterday january today's january 3rd went up january 2nd called no one loves zach efron as much as the guy who played his dad in high school musical like this is our this has been our reporting beat for literally a year <laughs> however it has like really shown um, some real gems, like a picture of Zac Efron with a bunch of sheep in Sardinia and Bart Johnson comments, bro, any place on earth that has sheep like that on the streets is rad and I'm 100% in. Sardinia, even better. Heart, thumbs up. 
<laughs> Each one of these is like such a sad little poem. Wait, this is a really this is a really good one. <laughs> it's a picture of Zach playing like behind the scenes of playing Ted Bundy because TBT. I always have to like slap myself in the face to remember that that exists. Yep. And um, Bart Johnson comments, "Going dark for this one." Ted Bundy is a fascinating and messed up character. You're going to kill this one, bro. Double thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not think it's like a little misplaced that he says you're going to kill this one? Because he's literally a murderer. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh, that's dark. Oh, this one's just of a smoothie. Dang, dude. You went next level. Long ways from the PB&J we used to get at LA Fitness back in the day tears and then like the cum squirt (laughs) yeah so i'm upset the end okay that was item one on to item two item number two holy shit we have a frankie update we need like we need to like make some sort of sound that like whenever we have a frankie update we can like insert like a wow 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 so it's like we have a frankie update because it's like it needs to be like a siren frankie update it's we thought that we weren't gonna have any more frankie updates after he was on dancing with the stars but um i guess god is on our side like i don't know how else to No one saw this coming. I'm just going to read you parts of this article on azcentral.com. Okay. Part of the USA Today Network. Frankie Muniz trades acting for olive oil. Hollywood for Scottsdale. Okay. So you just take that in. Right. So as of now, I'm thinking, oh, maybe he's cooking more and he's moved to Scottsdale. That's the impression you get from the the headline. Former Malcolm in the Middle star Frankie Munitz and his fiance own outrageous olive oils and vinegars in Old Town Scottsdale. Quote, it's the only thing we have time for, but we love it, he said. <laughs> the rationale is-, is so crazy. Imagine being Frank- so busy being Frankie Muniz that the only thing you have time for is opening an artisan <laughs> olive oil store. Frankie Muniz moved so that he can live in Scottsdale and own an olive oil store. I can't. I can't. I just Can just, I just read some more? Yeah, please. Tucked inside the Frontier Shops courtyard in Old Town Scottsdale, just past the tourist shops selling turquoise beads and southwestern baubles. Okay, that's like that's like a jab. <laughs> you'll Beads find a small you'll find a small well-lit specialty shop called outrageous olive oils and vinegars the shop which carries premium olive oils and aged balsamic vinegars doesn't seem like the most obvious spot in scottsdale for a celebrity encounter look twice though and you'll spot a familiar face behind the register um a few things number one um 
why did they name it outrageous olive oils? But then they added and vinegars like it could have been all O's. They mixed up. Yep. Number two, this article, um, every, every second, like he continues to call it product. Like the product is good. The taste of the product, <laughs> like the quality of the product. And I just can't like, look, I love a good olive oil and I've been to my fair share of olive oil specialty shops. I can appreciate, but like you've never heard someone sound douchier about owning a small business. Like, quote, my day this morning started at 6 a.m. getting up to go to Restaurant Depot to get the products that we needed. Then I got here early to start filling bottles and to make sure all the shelves were stocked, Munis said. Like, congratulations. Like, you had a normal day of like normal people. I just, I mean, I wish it the best. I hope that he does maybe some sort of crossover tasting event with Dylan <laughs> Sprouse in the meadery. That would be nice. A West Coast, East Coast. Oh my God. Like That'd be amazing. I like when a celeb follows their passion, and especially when their passion kind of sucks. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's just a very nice, warm feeling. Uh, so all the best. To Frankie, if you happen to be in the Scottsdale area, like, please pick up a bottle. Go in. I'm sure he's got a little sample table out. Um, I want to know, is it really outrageous? Like, what about it is outrageous? Okay. Now, one last thing on the docket and we should get started. So we're three days into 2019 and a former Disney star is modeling some very arty androgynous fashions. Don't First name that comes to mind, just say it. A photo shoot of a former Disney star doing kind of like gender fuck fashion. Um, Bella Thorne. Okay. Uh, deeply incorrect. Please open the link. I am opening. Oh my God. Oh my God. So what we're looking at is... Oh my God. What Ricky Ullman, Philip Future, deeply... has done this like kind of Wuthering Heights, <laughs> Jane Eyre, kind of like he's wearing... This gauzy mint dress. He's posing. Heavy eyeliner. Yeah, with this Heavy. smudgy eyeliner. He's like artily holding a bottle of what can, I can only assume is aged balsamic vinegar from Frankenstein's <laughs> shop. Uh, he's got this thing where he looks like an like like a like a dance choreographer in the 1940s in Paris wearing these like pants. That's a like beautiful it's, shot. It's just like this really nice photo shoot with of all people, Phil of the future. This is a lot to take in. In November, he said, I think I'm going to fashion my next photo shoot after Ezra Miller's last. So he's been inspired by the crimes of Grindelwald press tour uh, and is kind of, I think, beating Ezra at his own game. I kind of like this. Is this I'm obsessed I with this. I think this is like a really strong move for Ricky Ullman moving into like the actual future, right? This is very future, future focused. I really like, like this. Like, I love the pic of him in a dress. Like, I actually really like it. I think it's really hot. I think the first one of him holding holding the but, wine slash Frankie Muniz vinegar <laughs> with, like, his hairy arms and the smudgy eyeliner. Like, I'm here for this 900%. Totally. 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 Wow. And... Good for you, Ricky Allman. So going um, from the future to the past... <laughs> Okay, Susie Q. This is our we're 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 going on to the movie, right? Yep. Susie right. Q. 
Susie Q is our first foray into the Disney Channel premiere film group of movies, which are going to be a wild friggin' ride. Um, AKA their DCOMs before they were called the DCOMs, but it's all the same shit. Um, what year is this? 1995. This is, oh, maybe it's 96. And when I, when you brought it up, when we brought it up, when we read the letter, I was confusing Susie Q with Curly Sue, but Curly Sue was a cinematic release. What's Curly Sue? It was a movie that came out around the same time, but about someone named Curly Sue, not Susie Q. Right. Have you seen this before? No. No. Oh my God. I can't imagine like a TV station like playing this because it has the aesthetics of like, you can tell it's not a decom because it feels like. But it is. It feels like a straight to video movie, like a movie you'd be watching like in class that they'd like push into the VHS player and it's like teaching you sex ed or something like it just looks very different to me. It does look very different, but I didn't get. Th- I I thought it could totally be. It it's 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 confusing when we see old Disney because old Disney was so different than the way Disney is now. Like, it dealt with grown up topics. It was about like equipping kids for the world, and now it's just so not. Like, it's just about like. What character can we make Zendaya do wearing a zebra print vest? Like, <laughs> oh my God. like really though? Like, yeah. and, and it's just, so it's, I feel like it's unrecognizable because it's from the like boy meets world era of like mature content for kids. Yes. But it is true. Cause like we've charted throughout this whole thing. They used to very much like try to tackle things. And also like the kids were less glam. Like the girls were less superficial oh and they really, and what the kids are so glam them. now. They're too glam. Some might say, <laughs> uh, yeah, not glam at all here at the beginning. I kind of thought it might be because I guess we can just get right into it. It starts off in the fifties and this girl is getting ready for the winter formal. Mm-hmm. The uh, titular character. The titular Susie, but her senile grandpa keeps calling her <laughs> She's Mitzi. really the titular... Okay, I'm going to stop. Her it's boobs are on prominent display. That's where I was going with that. Throughout oh, yeah. The entire oh, film. the titular... So oh, my sexualized. God. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing I noticed about this movie. Like, yes, it is deglammed, but it also feels a lot hornier than a current teacup. <laughs> It's crazy because the reason that it's so horny is because um, she is the first decom, I believe, character we've seen who is straight up stereo, like textbook definition of manic pixie dream girl. Like she's just like, la la la. And I'm like wearing no clothes and like I'm jumping up and down, but like you're attracted to me while I'm doing it and I'm like messing up your life, but I'm cute and lovable. That's full. You, I didn't even like make the manic pixie dream girl connection, but we're literally introduced to this character. Like when the the main character finds her, she's like playing hopscotch with herself, and she's like a grown ass fucking seventeen year old. Yeah, because <laughs> she's just so whimsical. <laughs> she's really whimsical. Um, yeah. So Susie Q is getting ready for the winter formal. She's wearing like a really cute 
again, very sexy dress. Yeah, it's um, like what Betsy Johnson is trying to do, but it was like the 50s, so it was actually just like what life was back then. And her boyfriend... Honestly, preach, but also I'm triggered because my bat mitzvah dress was <laughs> Betsy Johnson, so please. <laughs> um, that's the bona fides. So her boyfriend, who we find out, his name is Johnny Angel, I think. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, Comes to pick her up. Her dad's like the basketball coach in town. Uh, he's like, he takes a picture of them and they go off driving in the car to the formal and Johnny Angel gives her a charm bracelet. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, don't forget because that comes in later. And as they're driving Don't forget that one. Also, her grandfather, she goes to visit him in his room and he keeps, and we he's like out of it and he's like, I need the the papers like the papers he's like up he's looking for something he's really confused and she's like grandpa you don't need any papers just go back to bed you silly goose and he's like no i need them they're very important and then she's like okay i'll send mom up to cut you she leaves she's in the car on the way to the formal with johnny angel after receiving her bracelet um but then forget remembers that she didn't tell her mom um, to go visit her grandfather, and it's important to her, so they need to turn around. A so cell phone could have could have helped this in the future. Yep. So they pause the ca- so they it's too they bad. literally they pause the car. I don't know how driving works. They pause driving. And, <laughs> uh, oh my god! Other car that's been driving along, full of like raucous, rowdy teens, um, crashes into them in the middle of a bridge where they've stopped and this was genuinely very upsetting uh their car careens halfway off this bridge they are passed out in the front seat while the radio's like holding hands playing 50s music oh my god i didn't even that's sad it's sad and then um you think that's it and then you see this wide shot and the car fucking falls off the bridge so I was already so upset. Like, you see their faces. You see that they're, like, bleeding from their heads. They're, like, grasping towards each other, barely moving, holding hands. And I was like, wow, I've never seen a live death on a Disney Channel movie before. But guess there's a first for everything. It zooms out there on the edge of the bridge. And I was like, they did not. They're not going to make this worse by making the car fall off the fucking bridge. And... Lo and behold, they show it's like a minute of this car falling and sinking, falling off the bridge, going upside down and then slowly sinking while this 50s music is still playing. And I was like, damn, what the fuck was that? Like, we just saw like literal a death, two deaths and like and a, a teen and it like kids, kids, teenagers. We saw children dying. So, so that's how this movie started. So obviously, as someone who consumes decoms enough to the point where she has a podcast about it, um, I'm not used to seeing movies frequently where people die dramatically, and it shook me. Yep. And then we get a uh, cut to that same bridge in 1995. So we're 40 years in the future. And this mom is lost with her teenage son and precocious daughter. Oh my god. This daughter is too much. Her voice? How do you say? She's like the personification of a 
bumblebee like i don't know if that makes any sense but i just like she's her voice is like so high and squeaky yet rusty at the same time yep she's like wait that's like (laughs) okay (laughs) but yeah it is very and she's like Huh. Well, that went well. <laughs> she's okay, very... that's way better. That's way better. <laughs> she's got these like pigtails that go down to like the ground and like these baggy overalls and these big glasses. Like she looks it's like the lot. design of a character from like recess brought to life in real life. Yes, that's true. That's a really you were way better at that describing than I was. But also very much yes, like if a bumblebee was a person. <laughs> I see that too. <laughs> Um, we find out this is all taking place in, like, random town in Washington State, whatever. Uh, and they're lost, and so they've pulled over on the side of the bridge because they're moving from Los Angeles it's really, to this town. It's really, really, it's really, like, rural. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sister is like, Mom, why wouldn't you have gotten a job in a more civilized location? <laughs> like, so. <laughs> uh, I was watching a really, really low-resolution video of it and the mom for a little bit. That's all that's available, frankly. Yeah. Um, looked like I couldn't quite make it out, but I was like, for a second, I was like, she kind of looks like Nicole Kidman in a wig. That's the vibe I was getting for a few minutes. But oh, my God. Like, Maybe Olivia Newton-John. I couldn't quite figure yeah. out what she was giving me. Just 90s A classic mom. movie parent who's just like an attractive blonde lady who's way too easy on her kids. Yep. So we find out that um, there's something weird about the house they're moving into, and already you go, okay, so it's haunted by Susie Q, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> so like, because like the yep. tap turns on by itself, and the girl goes, oh, "That was not that makes sense," she says. <laughs> um, and we also find out that the son, whose name I literally did not catch, um, Zach. was like played basketball at his old high school but will not be playing basketball at this one he really doesn't want yeah he's to. very adamant about that also a handyman um comes by for a scene to be like yeah well you know what they say this house is haunted and i'm like you're in rural washington state where is that voice where is the dialect coming from like i want your story he's like yeah little kid well I guess it just goes to show haunted ghosts. Like I wish others like listening could see the Skype feed of you leaning back with <laughs> both of your arms up on the couch, like just like being like <laughs> just man spreading. It's a, quite a treat. It's like the 2019 mood I'm going for for the whole year. Good. Yeah. Um. So. Um, the mom is unpacking and she takes out a picture frame of a handsome man and like sighs and like puts it up on the like desk or whatever. And you're like, oh, dead parent alert. Um, then, yeah. So in the middle of the night when the sister like thinks there's a ghost, it goes to the weirdest like first person creepy ass shot of like a ghost, like really heavy, heavily like breathing and like going around a bed and just like fucking stuff up and it's funny because like when you meet actual Susie Q the ghost like later on like as I mentioned she's a manic picture dream girl she's not like this like <gasps> like care like creepy like monster ghost anyway yeah death does not seem to have affected her at all but anyway yeah so she's positive <laughs> there was a ghost and she's like trying to tell her mom she's like mom mom you won't like believe and mom's like okay whatever and then at high school there's a hot teacher who's like please mr whatever was my dad's name call me dave like 
and the teen is in English class, and they're, like, doing Romeo and Juliet, but, like, it's hip because it's the 90s, and everyone's wearing flannel, and um, the guy's like, hey, you going to try out for the team? And he gets triggered again. So he's having some, like, basketball PTSD. We still don't know why. We don't know why. And then we cut to the mom's job, right? That's when we get Which to Which is an studio. amazing, amazing job. Everyone's yep. dream job, frankly. Being um, a newscaster on a local TV station in the 90s. Yes. That's my dream job. So she's like, there's, there's, what's happening? Okay, I don't know why I just like literally just, my brain stopped working for 20 seconds and I forgot everything I was saying. I'm going to timestamp that. So she's at the place and she's moderating a panel where this guy who's like the big rich business developer in town is talking about how he's going to be knocking down this whole place to build this new like housing project. Yes. Um, um, he's like a very evil, like, it's funny, big fish in a small pond. Like, he's like the mean man in town. But he, like, the town has like two people and like one high school. So, yep. Um, and also, meanwhile, before Coach Dave shows up to talk to the mom, we see that the siblings are fishing at what I'm guessing is, oh, yeah, which is obviously the same, like, lake or river or body of water where Susie Q's car crashed and they pull up her charm bracelet. Yes. Um, And he like offers it to his sister, but she's like, no, keep it. (laughs) Um, Also, so we said that Zach goes to his high school like the first day. I (laughs) need to talk about the Romeo and Juliet class. Yeah, no, I was saying it was the hot teacher. They're doing Romeo and Juliet, no, but it's no, him. No, no, but the actual, like, performances of Romeo and Juliet, like, they're trying to make it, like, you know, whenever there's a 90s movie or an 80s movie, but more so the 90s or maybe, um, they try and make English teachers be the hottest fucking thing on this planet by being relevant to students, like, the, like, culture. So, like, they'll be, like, a... In, like, Never Been Kissed, there's, like, the English teacher who does, like, who raps Shakespeare, and he's, like, the coolest guy. Like, there's just, like, their vibe. And, like, these kids are performing Romeo and Juliet. Like, yo, Juliet, where are you? Like, where's your family? Like, come on, girl. Like, and the kids are, like, laughing, and it's just, like, it's just so... That. So a product. It's so that. It's just Uh such a, it's such a vibe. Okay, but to be fair, like, we very much did a similar thing with Hamlet. Like, I hate to bring it up. I feel like it's not the first time. But we also... No, we didn't. Okay, what you're (laughs) referring to was an actual masterpiece. In grade 11, we were in a group. You had to perform Hamlet. You had to, like, make a Hamlet play somehow, but, like, an original... Which in, with an original theme. So, hmm, guess what theme Rebecca and I went with is really, really hard for you to guess. Obviously, we made Hamlet a musical. It was fucking amazing. There was no rapping involved. It wasn't like, yo, yo, yo. It was just like amazing tunes with amazing lyrics. I particularly remember um, to the tune of... Um, Dear Prudence, <laughs> we did Dear Horatio, 
I've got a lot to say. Dear Horatio, I've had a crazy day. It was just like, it those were real lyrics. so good. And up in the sky, a pirate ship came sailing by. Dear Horatio. <laughs> <laughs> and we made sure everyone got a song to sing and then the rest of us would all be on the back line like doing a dance <laughs> that's just actually the most us thing to ever exist and i wish we could okay i had my song because who did i play again um you were definitely polonius probably <laughs> <laughs> i had my my big song was to the tune of um hard knock life <laughs> oh my god <laughs> We also had one to the tune of I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan. We really packed a lot in. Yeah, we really My did. only regret is we didn't, like, make a cell block tango work somehow. Yes. Anyway, so that. Um, right, so then hot English teacher shows up at mom's work to uh, be like, hey, why is your son so triggered by basketball stuff and she like casually drops they say he's the best in the country <laughs> like they're just not being subtle with anything <laughs> in this movie and then we get the backstory which is that he was playing his championship his dad was out of town on work and he really mm-hmm. wanted his dad to watch him play the final game and he like convinced his dad so his dad rented a car to drive back to see him and died in a car crash and he blames himself and he blames basketball which is really sad it is very sad um yeah. And we get a lot of flashbacks throughout of, like, every time he touches a basketball or is encountered, like, encounters a basketball, he gets, like... I'm sorry. <laughs> he, um, it's all coming back to him now. He has, like, the memories of, like, playing the game and finding out and whatever. So um, he fights with his mom at dinner and he storms away and his sister goes, that went well. And then uh, <laughs> when he's up in his room, he notices sounds coming from the driveway and it's that we hear anytime she like appears creepy like 50s music starts to play like 50s like teen balladeer music and she's mm-hmm. hopscotching to herself uh and she's in that winter formal dress and he's like who's this random girl on my driveway and so he goes down to try to meet her and she's being very like like she's been caught so she like has to go she like has to because she's not used no, but to she's also like shocked that um he can see her yeah that clearly hasn't she's like been. it's never happened to her before mm-hmm. uh, so that's part of it so she's skittish and she disappears um and then the, she keeps on being like you can wait you can see me like you can hear me and he's like of course i can you're right here how can i not <laughs> And then he's also, I just want to say, this kid is, like, not built, like, America's best teen basketball player. Like, he's kind of stocky. I just kept he being, like, I don't buy it. He is a little stocky. Yeah. 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 Um, kind of a Brendan Fraser type. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was feeling. Absolutely. So the next day at school, he has his, like, new school friend. And he's like, hey, yo, are you going to try out for the team? And he's like, no, why do people keep asking me that? And then the school bully comes up and is like, hey, in this school, the basketball team, that's my team. And as long as you get that straight in your head, 
we won't have a problem. Which, like, okay, if the basketball team is your team, wouldn't you want your team? Like, if there's a kid who just transferred to your school who's, like, one of the top in the country, wouldn't you want him on your team? Anyway, so the new friend is, like, like says to the bully, he goes, don't you have a nerd to dismember or something? And I'm like, that is saucy for a decom. That's, like, actually very graphic, but okay. And then Zach has had enough, and he gets up on a table, like that scene in Lizzie McGuire where she sings the song from the children's show. Um, the Sometimes It's Great. So he does that, but he gets up on the table, and he goes, hey, everyone, I'm Zach, and I'm the new kid, and I have something to say. If anyone talks to me about a basketball again, just don't, because I don't play basketball. Like, he really snaps. Yeah, like, he just... And, like... Yeah. Who the fuck? Anyway, then he's, like, at his locker, and he's still a little, like, pressed, and he's like, huh, like, hey, you ever heard of a girl named Susie Q? And his new friend is like, no, I know all about the new ladies. And then this creepy janitor emerges from the <laughs> shadows and goes, oh, that's a name I haven't heard in years. Like, so scary. <laughs> I know. A he was literally Q. across the hall. Like, Follow this janitor me. was sweeping on the other side of the hall and then all of a sudden, like, comes up. It was great. Yeah, the side of the hall that's, like, always cast in a scary shadow. And so he, like, yeah. takes Zach over to this display case where there's a whole display dedicated to Susie Q. And it's her in, like, an old 50s picture doing a splits and there's like her pom-poms encased in the glass and he's like that girl was going places she had beauty and brains not haven't <sighs> seen a girl like her since oh uh it's just like very deeply it's at the first second i didn't realize that it was like a display case at the school and i thought he like had a shrine for her <laughs> and i wasn't sure where it was going i thought there was gonna be a twist where johnny angel like had lived and was now the school janitor oh my god <laughs> Which would have been so good. But I actually think what happens to him, we'll get to it, is even better. Um, And then we cut to the kids at home watching (laughs) their mom on TV and, like, eating popcorn and, like, laughing and then being like, well, it's 11.30, time for bed, kiddo. And it's like, is this what these kids do every night? Do they stay up to watch their mom on the 11 p.m. news and, like, make it a big occasion? That's very sweet. It's very nice. It's a very, like, nice son, I think. Anyway, then when he's changing, he, like, puts on this, like, music that I don't even know how to describe it. And he's changing, and he's mostly, he's it's naked. It's rap music, like, Rebecca. Boxers, it, like, is not, but he describes this it as is, that. This is the most uncomfortable scene I've ever witnessed in my entire life. He's so close to naked. And this music that, yet yeah, maybe it's ostensibly rap, but it, like, it was so, it was almost cheesy porn music. It had, like, a little bit too much, like, funk. It was just, like, this weird 90s generic pop. Anyway, then, of course, she pops up just then, and he's, like, covering himself with a pillow and hunched over and naked. And his whole family walks in and is like, what are you doing? Oh and he's, like, God. talking to her, but they can't see her. So he has this double thing of, like, his parents, his mom is in his room being like, are you okay? And the girl being like, you seem weird. And, like, there's this, like, gorgeous girl, it's like, right so there. Hectic. It's It's really it's chaotic. It's so hectic. And it's it's really bad parenting because like he's clearly so uncomfortable standing in a hunched position with a pillow over his crotch because he's in his boxers and the mom and his is mom not and getting sister, it she just they're just 
questioning this guy like for like minutes like are you sure everything's okay like are you sure like i just feel like as a rule rule of thumb if you break into your son's room standing in his boxers hunched over with a pillow over his crotch be like maybe leave the kid alone and like no one else wants to be in that situation any longer than they already were keeping poking her head in like two more times she keeps closing the door and keeps opening it and being like like you you sure sure? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it's very, like, stressful. I was, like, too, it was supposed to be funny, but I was, like, stressed. And then uh, yeah. he's, like, get away. Like, I'm going to bed. Stop. And so the ghost goes. Uh, and then in the morning, he, his sister wakes him up annoyingly. And then at school, uh, Susie Q pops up again and is trying to talk to him. And he's, like, look, I'm here because I need your help. And he's trying to, like, do you know it's that classic thing where someone's invisible in a thing and he's like talking to her and this girl thinks that like she's being rude to her like this real life girl is like hey what do, what do you mean shut up and he's like no not you <laughs> i mean oh no oh and she's like okay fine and she walks away and the camera like lingers on her legs and then Susie he goes oh i get what it takes to get your attention and then, and then- strips just strips off she's, her no but it's, it's not that it lingers on her legs also like there's another shot after of him like look checking out this girl like up and down and you're just like oi and then she's like oh that's what it takes to get your attention mind you this girl is from the 50s so i don't know anyway goes and removes the dress part of her dress and is just left with her Slip, yeah, her slip, her slip, but like, I don't know, it's not like a bra and underwear, but it's like just a really, really mini, 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 mini tight dress. And he was like, Why are you doing? Like, gets mad. But the thing is, you think that this is just gonna be her outfit for like this scene, and then like the next day it'll like go back to her regular dress, and like this was just like a funny gag, but no, no, for literally the (laughs) entire rest the entire duration of the rest of this movie she remains in this like teeny teeny little slip underwear thing for the entire duration and that's what's so fucked up about this is that it's she's just a big like little sex 50s ghost yeah little sex 50s ghost it's just yeah she's not this like dead 50s prom queen thing anymore because like before there was like the imagery of like her popping up everywhere in the big pink poofy dress and now it's just this girl fucking running around in her silk underwear (laughs) next to this kid like always like dribbling a basketball being like so what are we gonna do jeepers like in her underwear it's fucking weird So then we get a couple of hijinks at school, like he's in chemistry class, the sort of chemistry class that only exists in movies and never in real life where they're like, <laughs> where you have to explosives. mix liquids in various beakers and like, I never got to fucking do that and I'm still mad about it to this day. Nope. It's like, add exactly, precisely one teaspoon of ammonium phygocolate. That is the only chemical compound I can recall off the top of my head because of Legally Blonde and because I did not excel in chemistry. Okay. <laughs> because the ammonium phygocolate would have activated the curls in her perm. Uh, like, see something even like that where, like, Susie Q knew that sort of, like, oh, girly, but 
science knowledge would have been instead she's just like ghost giving him the wrong answers and he blows up the classroom and then he like yells at her in the men's bathroom the boys bathroom at school and then they're walking home from school and he like apologizes a bit but she gets mad about something oh because he doesn't want to help her with her quest Oh yeah, we forgot we forgot about the quest. Right, so she She's has trying a ghost to force quest. him to do a quest. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, um, she knows that whatever it was her grandfather wanted her to fetch her that night, like, is important to the well-being of her parents, who now live in a trailer and are about to be kicked out by Mister Small Town Bank Man. Yep, so first they were kicked out of their house, and that's why, like, Zach and his family moved in, and now they're being kicked out of this little trailer. Also, it's 40 years later, and, like, they didn't look as old as they should have looked. But, whatever. I was, like, doing the math, and I was, like... were the 30-year-old actors hired to play his parents wearing, like, baby powder in their hair and, like, a beard and, like, told to be 75 years old. The bare minimum, but yeah, so they're this sad old couple who lost their daughter tragically young, now living in a trailer that they're about to be evicted from. And we also find out that the um, bully is the son of the businessman. Yeah. And also, Um, he's, like, not decom bully-ish. He's, like, really aggro. He's, like, scary aggressive, I find. He's, like, a bit too intense with the, the, like, anger. Like, it was too much. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, so she begs Zach, like, help me. He doesn't want to. He threatens to hit her, which is awful or something. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. He doesn't say that, but, like, you know. It's still and not then, okay. Yeah. And then um, she's like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to pay for it. Oh, God. You see the ghost enter his mom's car as she leaves for work. And then, like, they're watching the news weather report at night. And, like, her weather report gets so wacky. Like, all of a sudden, there are pages ruffling around. And then the wind machine, like, hits her. And then it starts to rain indoors. And it's, like, a huge embarrassment for the mother. And Zach is like, oh, this fucking Susie. So, so we've watched, she's like, you better help me. But also then like the mom gets back from the thing and she's like, well, they loved it. They they said it was the most entertaining weather broadcast in years. And I'm like, how is it possible that we have been conned into watching two decoms in a row about like entertaining <laughs> zany weather reports? Like I'm just done. <laughs> that is too much of that. That's not what I signed it's on true. for. Um, it's true Zach and Susie once they're actually working together have this very real talk about death where he's like so like what's what's death what does it feel like when you at the moment you die and it gets very real and but she says heaven is for real and that she was sent back because thank um, god ghosts are like when you have loved ones to watch over then that's why you're sent back and in special cases um like, you might need someone's help. And so it's good that Zach is helping. Um, mm-hmm. Then we find out... Oh, yeah, so then... Then we get the basketball scene. Right. Oh, my God. He shows up, like, in the game, and this bully... And, like, Susie hits the bully in the head with a basketball, and the bully's like, hey! And they, like, have this big, like, macho man showdown, like, Zach and the bully. And I, like, love all these white guys fighting over basketball. It's, like, such a mood. Um... 
like who's gonna be like the big man on the court and it's just like funny i love the like thing of like they're all wearing like their white hanes t-shirts under the basketball jerseys <laughs> like we yeah. can show so much of Susie q but we cannot see his shoulder <laughs> it's so true it's awful it's genuinely horrible um he world. gets sent to talk to Susie q's parents about where they could find the files yeah, a lot of really, really vague discussion about, like, documents and files about mm-hmm. land ownership and stuff. I wish this was um, more, like, less of that and more Teen Beach movie to We Have a 50s Teen Well, don't, don't you think <laughs> everything should be like that? I rewatched it on January 1st. It was my first movie of 2019. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank God. Um... So yeah, so he finds Why? out that um, it was playing on Disney Channel at like noon. Bless. So he finds <laughs> out that the documents are going to be on a computer, right? And this is, yeah, it's in the computer in the bank. In the bank. So they need to hack into a computer in a bank. And here we get the most 1995 problem of all time. Which is that he doesn't know how to use a computer. Yes, he does not know how to use it's not so we're advanced enough now that the files are on a computer, but we're not advanced enough that he knows how to use one. Yeah, it's a really funny discussion because she's like, You need to go to the bank and look at the files and he's like, Um, Susie, like it's the nineties, like files are kept on the computer now. And she's like, Okay, she, you know how to use the computer? And he's like, Uh no. <laughs> yeah, it was a very specific thing, like that scene could not have existed like four years earlier or four years later for those reasons but he's like but i know someone who does and his nerd sister very much knows how to use a computer so they go to the bank to hack into the computers in broad daylight while the bank is open yes and it's this whole long 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 scene it's this long scene of them trying to break in um trying to hack in um they're like looking at the codes and the the kid's like i just need to know the access code and like she's like press f10 but like obviously like this is the 90s so like the access code is shift f10 but then they press n10 and then it starts like crashing the computers and printing money but jokes on us because n10 isn't a key yeah well i was guessing at that point that she was like yeah, no, that doesn't make sense because I was try- I was thinking about that. I was like, N10 is no thing. And then I was like, maybe she's pressing N and then pressing 10. And then I was like, 10 isn't a key. <laughs> so yeah. who can who can say? And also, yeah, who so cares? the ATM is like printing free money. And this like old man is like, yuppie. And it's like a little joke. <laughs> and then they find out they're looking at the thing and the documents are in a hidden door in the house. Yeah, it's just like classic one of those like they Zach just has a feeling to like go into the closet and starts tapping on the walls and then like realizes that the wall is hollow and then just literally punches through the wall and then it reveals like an entire new room and it was like, oh shit. And um, amazing quote is um, they, they, they go through this box and Zach goes, there it is. Everything we need is right here. And I was like, well, that's convenient, isn't it? I love when that happens. Uh, <laughs> funny how these things work out. So... Yeah, so they immediately, like, identify the document. 
that they need to prove that her parents have ownership over this property. But like, I don't know. It's one of those movie things where someone like picks up a sheet of paper, like looks at it for 0.5 seconds and goes like, this is it. And like, you have no idea, like this would be like very like difficult, like bank deeds from the 50s or even earlier. And like, wills and land ownership papers and it would just be so much but they take one single sheet of paper they look at it for half a second and they're like this is it so we're like all right this is it (laughs) off we are so they get Um, in the car and they get pulled over by a cop uh, a really horrible cop yeah and also again so like again washington state like i will say this a second time that it is washington state uh, we have New York handyman, and now we have, like, Deep South cop. Yeah, Deep South crook cop. Yeah. Uh, classic um, kind of, like, shitty cop who's, like, corrupt and, like, probably... It's the classic, like, oh, he's definitely, like, a policeman who eats donuts. Sort of, like... Right? Yeah. That's, like, the... So, yeah. anyway, so he's, like, giving them a really hard time. He sees that this boy's talking to himself and stuff, so he's, like... I'm gonna need you to get out of the vehicle and um, then he nabs the documents and takes them to his police car and calls how he knew that that random like folder tea leaf (laughs) shaded paper like folded in half was like the documents that he needed IDK so he calls who but the evil millionaire developer so he's got the cops in his pocket and he goes hey boss like I found the thing it's the deed to the thing I knew it and he's like good arrest these children (laughs) so So he literally proceeds to arrest them the little sister's like you need probable cause which is cute Um, he arrests them with like no reason to and locks them up in a single jail cell like classic um and just like keeps being awful and like you're you can't do that like that's just not allowed um and then they decide to utilize the ghostliness of Susie q and they make her like fuck shit up in the off in the police station like while pretending that like the sister's psychic and it's cute and whatever and then they break out and then they steal the cop car run to the news station run onto the set because they know where it is hand their mom a paper and is like you need to read this she takes one look at it and she's like <gasps> even though she has no fucking no clue what any context. of this would be why would that matter to her <laughs> it's like they first then the producer takes it and he's like you need to read this but they literally would have had no idea what the fuck any of this is about but they read it and then the mom is like we are pleased to announce a case solved for the beloved residents of this town like so and so and the studio here will do everything in our power to help you like return the land to your rightful ownership and it's like what how did you would have you have known any of this like i Anyway, anyway, so that's solved. solved. So she solved the unfinished business, except there's one more piece of unfinished business, which is um, Zach's got to get to the basketball game because now he's going to do basketball. Yep. So he, I don't know so how he decided get, yeah, to do that. Now we get a very long basketball scene because it really wouldn't be a decom without one at this point. 
Yep. Preach. Uh, and so he's conquered his fear of death because he's learned that heaven is for real and that his father is probably looking down on him, which, like, okay, that yeah, would make me feel nice yeah. as well. Um, yeah. And so he plays basketball, uh, and then it's time to part ways with Susie Q. Yep. Um, he plays basketball. He gets the winning dunk. Um, and then he's like thanked by everyone and everyone like high fives and they're like, great job. And then, um, they go back to the bridge. Susie's on the bridge. He like runs up to the bridge and he's like, I've been looking for you everywhere. And it's like, first of all, why are you running? Why are you just like running around? And second of all, how would you know that she would be on this bridge? Yeah. And she tells him that, like, it's time to go. She's done everything that she needs to do. And, like, it's time for her to move on. And he immediately understands, out of nowhere, the car from the 50s with Johnny Angel driving appears. And he's like, get in, Susie. It's time for us to go. She gets in the car. The grandfather is in the back (laughs) asleep. I kind of thought here that, like, oh, also they share a kiss. They kiss. So he kisses a ghost. He kisses a ghost. And he goes, I love you, um, Susie I Q. I love you, Susie Q. She looks at him, doesn't say anything, gets in the car. And I was like, to be fair, she just said before she died that she loved Johnny Angel. So, like, yeah, fair. Yep. Um, And then I kind of thought that his dad was going to appear, but, like, whatever. And they drive off. The last what? scene of this movie... Oh yeah, because wait. Also, Susie gave him her bracelet to like forever remember her by. Um. So the next scene, we're back at school. (laughs) M Night Shyamalan is actually shaking right now (laughs) (laughs) at this twist. Uh, He's you know at his locker. Things are normal. Um, and he hears like this new girl, and her back is to him talking about like being the new girl. Uh, I already forget. And she says jeepers. And she says jeepers. And he goes, jeepers? Did you say jeepers? And she turns around and it's literally Susie Q, but now modern, and goes, what's her name again? Maggie or something? Yeah, she goes like... She looks at him, she turns around and immediately goes, hi, I'm Maggie. Like, with no, like... Recognition or anything. And then he looks at the camera, like, (laughs) the weirdest... (laughs) The weirdest, like, face. Like, well, here we go. With the double chin. Double chin looks at the camera. And then the the camera, the movie pauses on his face, and like, that's the end. It was the single greatest ending, like, frame of a decom I think we've ever known. For sure. It was really special. this freaking kid i can't even like i don't even want to do a where are they now because it's gonna make me too sad i don't even care yep i care a little bit about the little sister but besides that i I don't care Mm -hmm. i also care a little bit about the best whatever i don't care um okay rating for this movie uh i'm gonna give it a Susie two and a half no a Susie two and a half yeah Susie two and a half uh here's the i love the ending i just think Susie could have been like more of a character she could have like had thoughts and feelings kind of 
I could see this being a really nostalgic movie. And obviously this is like one of those cases where we're seeing something and evaluating it for the first time in 2019. But like, I could see if you had like seen this as a kid, you would feel super nostalgic about it and like not necessarily think about like all the really fucked up shit about it. Like how the main character is in her underwear for two thirds of the movie. Um... So I'll give I'll give you guys that. Where where are you landing? I will also say I love things like I used to love like just like heaven and stuff like that. Like I really love when someone's a ghost. Like I think there's something very like romantic about someone being a ghost and someone being a person because that's so like mm-hmm. they, they they can never mm-hmm. they can never be together. Uh and it's a lot more like sweet and non-threatening than like a vampire say. Uh, and it's totally. a, yeah, and it's a lot better than like the zombies movie. But there wasn't really a romance here, so I can't really judge it on those terms. But I do like that element generally. Yeah, this movie had a lot of elements that I would have just never expected in a decom that left me not as shook as like when the color of friendship they said the n word, but like <laughs> oh my shook. God. Yeah. Like, if that's an example of just, like, something that, like, in a decom you would never fucking expect to happen. Um, which was child death and, like, a long child to death. Yep. Um, I'm going to give this 3.1 um, pillows covering Zach's boxers. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really weird one to do. Out of five, because it was cute and it was a fun storyline and it's like feel good in the end. And like, I appreciate the elements that like, I could help kids like be able to kind of cope with death and like you learn and like, you know, it gives them an understanding about like losing a parent and what that feels like. And like PTSD is like had real PTSD and like triggers and like, so that's like good. Yeah. But the rest of it is deducted because it's misogynistic as fuck and it is so weird sometimes. Like it's sometimes it's just so weird. It makes weird choices. I do like at the end, I like the ghost car picking her up. Like I think that was cool. Mhm. I thought nice. she was going to jump off the bridge into the water and then just like oh my god. <laughs> And then just like float away. I don't know. Yeah, the ghost car. Because that nice she was going back it. where she came from. It also reminded me of Teen Angel. Mm. Famously yeah. Family Channel. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that's that's Suzy Q. I'm like between a two and a half and a three. Actually, it was like it's like very good. Like you know, it's like totally, totally fun. You just Disney wanted to watch. say Suzy. You just wanted to say two because you could say Suzy too. Oh, I did. um we've gone a bit long so we won't keep (laughs) ya we have gone a (laughs) get to bed Um, it's 11 30 mom's broadcast is over yeah um thank you for listening um you can always follow us on twitter at decom groupies um if you have any thoughts opinions requests feelings please email us decom groupies at gmail.com and we'll see you on the other side of the bridge. That sounds like Whoa. we're dying. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>